please end me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great start to the podcast. Yeah, it is. Oh, did we already start recording? Yeah, right, oh. right as you said, please end me. <laughs> I didn't even realize. I'm Keep sorry. that in. I, Keep that and just move it someplace else. I am. All right. All that's right. the most genuine I will get. Hello, you beautiful gamers out there. Welcome to In Sequence with Patrick, Spin, and Drew. The show where we talk about video games and their sequels and how the sequels really match up to the originals. And remakes! We also cover remakes. Oh. I'm Spin. I'm Patrick. And I'm Drew. And what are we going to be talking about today, guys? Video games! Woo! Yay! Well... I mean, that's, that is what our show is about, so I, that's the obvious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Super Mario 64 and its, uh, what is it, predecessor? Or it's successor. Successor. That's yeah, there right. you go. It's successor, Super Mario Sunshine, which uh, we're all a big fan of. Yeah, and despite a lot of other people not really being a fan of Sunshine. Yeah. Except critically, it got it got a lot of uh, praise. Yeah. It just yeah. n- not really good audience response for, right. for it. Uh, we're going to start off with getting into some of the background of the game, and we're going to do that in just a moment here. Alright, so, let's start off with Super Mario 64, shall we? Would you care to give us some background, Drew? Alright, Mario 64 released June 23rd of 1996 on the Nintendo 64, and it was a launch title for the console, and was known to be the first 3D platforming game. The first well, Mario. Mario. Yeah. And it was revolutionary oh, for yeah, its time. time. It was big completely time. revolutionary. It's like the first big jump from 16 bit to 30. 64. 64, 64 bit. Yeah, they, just, they completely 32. skipped yeah, over the 32 bit era. Yeah. Well, I mean, PlayStation was 32 bit. Yeah, no, I'm talking about for Nintendo. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo said, screw you, Sony. We're going to do our own thing and jump past you. Yeah. But I think Atari had. Yeah, that's a different thing. <laughs> Completely <laughs> off topic. Let's let's get back on it. So, that was Super Mario 64, revolutionary for its time, and then uh, we followed it up with Super Mario Sunshine as the second big 3D Mario platformer, which released for the GameCube. And when did it release, Patrick? August uh, 26th. Okay, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it released August 26th, uh, 2002, for the Nintendo GameCube. Uh, it was the second of the 3D Mario platformers. And it had a lackluster audience, but otherwise, it was, it was critically, it was, it was praised very highly. I mean, uh, looking at IGN, Super Mario Sunshine got 9.4 out of 10, while Super Mario 64 got 9.8 out of 10. So, oh, so very similar range there, and both were these 3D Mario platformers. And 64 really had this big audience acclaim because it was something brand new and revolutionary but the whole idea of 3d mario platformers have actually always come second to the 2d and they've always gotten less audience response which is i think one of the real reasons that super mario sunshine got such a poor audience response is just because they had sort of shifted out of that mentality of hey 3d mario and I, well, and I think the reason is is because the way that Mario had started off, it was kind of like, hey, anyone can play it, not just kids. But when Super Mario 64 came out, it really stood the test of, like, this can actually be just for gamers. And I think it turned off a lot of people who weren't just casual anymore. It yeah. didn't. It kind of pushed the boundaries. There was more. There was a lot more to explore than just 
collect coins, jump on enemies, get to the flag. And the game was hard, too. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, like, I could beat uh, the first Mario in half an hour. And with one hand. <laughs> <laughs> now, were you using warp pipes, or were you actually going... Going world to world, I could... Yeah, oh, it's it's fairly simple if yeah. you don't jump on any of the enemies, I yeah. think. Anyways. Yeah. So, for those of you who have listened into our previously non-existent show before, hey. you'll know <laughs> that we do comparisons on a few different levels or bases of comparison. And so our first one is going to be graphics. All right, so graphics. Um, while nowadays, obviously, the, the <laughs> Super Mario 64 doesn't look the greatest. It doesn't hold up. Yeah, it doesn't exactly hold Let's up. Let's just get this out of the way. We but, know it doesn't hold up. But actually, with, yeah. the, with the remake on the DS, they polish it up a little bit more. And I think that stands a lot better, because it still looks really good. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, uh, they did, in fact, remake the game of Super Mario 64 for the Nintendo DS in 2004, the end of 2004. And it introduced some new gameplay mechanics and just an entire remastered version of Super Mario 64. Which I think could stand better in comparison to Sunshine, graphics-wise. Yes, It's definitely. pretty much the same, the same game, so... But going back to the original Super Mario 64, while the graphics may not hold up, they're still very nostalgic, and for the time, oh. that technology was revolutionary. Was oh, yeah. Mind-blowing. Yeah. Very much so. And, I mean, it kind of... Uh, Super Mario 64's graphics, I think, just of, like, that was the standard. That's what it was launched with. And I think other developers, you know, such as Rareware, when they were making their platformers, they made them even more, like, insane. So I think oh, yeah. they really set the standard of how a game should look. In comparison, so definitely, really, they, they, oh, it's they, super hard. Yeah, they really set that base me. for other games of the N sixty four age, like Banjo and Kazooie and Conker's Bad Fur Day, oh, yeah. and then they built upon their own base for Sunshine, and that's oh, one and of that the things. And that game is so beautiful. It I is. still feel like it holds up. Maybe that's just nostalgia blind, but I oh swear. no, I've seen people uh, like do let's plays and things on Sunshine nowadays, and it still looks like it's. It's just as good as the uh, new, like the Super Mario 3D Land and 3D World and stuff like that. I haven't played Sunshine in a year. And <laughs> back to that. Yeah, only a year though. I will yeah. say, so. the water. Oh my God, oh. the water. Yes. The water looks beautiful. In the this water game. is no, it is it is great, and I think a lot of detail was into that because it's a it's a beachy island, so they yeah. had to get that down. And one of the largest game mechanics revolves around water, so oh, yeah. you kind of need that to exactly. look good. Oh, yeah. But overall, Sunshine really took the idea of that 3D platformer and how things are supposed to look, and I think really they just added more detail and smoothed it over, and that's why it's so good, because they weren't really building from something completely new but they were taking their old design and remastering it almost. oh yeah no no no. and uh a lot of, i mean a lot of platformers did that i mean the crash bandicoot games oh yeah one two and three you could clearly see the progression go on and i think that's exactly what nintendo were doing with with their uh 3d mario games you can clearly see like the improvements that are in sunshine you know whether or not people like them <laughs> so much <laughs> 
uh, I think that's why we're here to defend it. Yeah. And also one big thing, uh, besides like graphics wise with the whole uh, 64 and Sunshine, the level design was also very interesting. Oh, now, yeah. in uh, Sunshine, they skimped out on the amount of levels because in uh, Super Mario 64, they had 15 different stages from, like, you know, a grassy battlefield to a fortress to, like, a bay to mountains. Jolly Roger like Bay. Oh, that was such a good level. <laughs> oh, yes, it was. Even though it was very minimalist. And I think they kind of took that into and put it into Sunshine. Uh, right. Now, in Sunshine, they only had... 10 different levels but i feel like there's enough of a variety with each stage because uh the way the mario games work each world has a select level uh, a select number of levels in each world and in super mario sunshine i feel like they had more levels that sort of mix things up in each world so i think they made up for the lack of worlds with that and there was more variety to those levels too because you were presented with different challenges and ways in collecting the stars, because that's really what these two Mario games are all about, are collecting all the different yeah, stars. Yeah, you walk into a world, there's an objective, you go and yeah. do said objective, get star, pretty much. Exactly, and it was really a new concept oh, yeah. for the time for Super Mario 64, with the idea... I mean, it spanned the collect-a-thon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it was really a new concept, though, for <laughs> Super Mario 64, and we'll talk about this a little bit later when we get to gameplay, but it was kind of lackluster. It was great at the time, but going back, there's less substance that, than you'd like. Oh, yeah. And Very repetitive. Yeah, but uh, they really they really built yeah. upon that with Sunshine with the ways in which... And, and definitely made it more fresh yeah. and didn't seem so repetitive. And probably, uh, I mean... I don't know if this is just me, but it actually made me want to go and collect every single thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, compared oh, yeah. to 64, at least in, in my opinion. Yeah, because so. like every time you collected a new star, a new level would show up in that world and be like, what new stuff are we going to encounter this time? Like, yeah. say, one example in Rico Harbor, yeah, Rico there's Harbor. various levels. Like, let's see, one of the first ones, you end up basically fighting Blooper, a giant squid thing that spews out nasty ink that you got to clean up and everything. It's a really intense, like, boss fight with a variety of things to do, like pulling on its tentacles and then pulling on its mouth in order to defeat it. And then there's another level, and then there's this other level where you... I, I think we should probably save that for when we talk about gameplay. That, that'd be a pretty good idea, actually. <laughs> pretty smart idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, our next topic that we're going to talk about, and this is the one that's honestly most suitable for podcasts, is sound and music. Mm. And voice... That kind of plays in a little bit. There's not a whole lot of voice, but anyways. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure they still have the same voice actor for Mario. I mean, oh yeah, he's been voice acting what? Mario for years. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, there's not really much difference. I think the sound still really holds up on 64. Oh yeah. I think more or less of... the only difference is audio quality because you know lower bit rates and all yeah. that. Yeah. like worse microphones of the time and now that we've got better stuff yeah i mean uh, the only voice acting that i can think of is at the very beginning of 64 and that's that's peach and that's pretty short so like otherwise sound... it's just all the different sound effects that yeah there's, there's, yeah. No, there's not much to Those talk about <laughs> and then when, yeah. we were looking, when we were looking up sound effects to put in this podcast later we heard one where he's getting tastes like and it's absolutely why don't, why don't we why don't we play that now I mean, I was going to play that whenever I actually did it. 
Oh, okay. So, uh, so other than sounds, I, what it really boils down to is music. the music. Oh my god. And Mario music. has always had iconic music. Everyone uh, knows the original everyone theme. Everyone knows that, the original yeah, theme. Yeah, you know, amazing. That... Yeah, you know, that theme, it's very nice. <laughs> everyone knows that. So, like we said, the original Mario games all had this iconic theme theme and the dungeon theme and all these great uh, soundtracks. To set the tone of the yeah. level. And Super Mario 64 <clears throat> took that to 100. Oh yeah, Mo most definitely. Yeah. Uh, each stage is very iconic, especially uh, Jolly Roger Bay. It, when you go underwater, it's just, uh, it's so perfect and mellow and uh, it, it really does just set the entire tone of yeah. the stage. They do that and, with a lot of the uh, Mario games. Oh, yeah. If you listen yeah. to any of them, they're all usually like really chill and mellow. Just like, ah. Oh, Nintendo's, all, I think, has always been it's really good It's all floaty because you're underwater yeah, floating around. It's just, yeah. It's like, yeah. And I think one of the honestly best things about the music in Super Mario 64 is you start playing the game and you don't know what to expect when you're going into it because you're thinking in your head, this is something brand new. This is a 3D Mario game. How is this going to be? Is this going to be Mario? And then you hear that iconic theme. It's, yeah, it's just, uh, and I'm you smiling know, right now. You know that you're Mario. playing Mario. Yes, it, it puts you in there. You know that it's Mario and you love it. And then Super Mario Sunshine. Sunshine. Oh, they, the opening screen. They knew how oh. to do oh, yeah. the setting of that because you're on this tropical island. So they took our favorite classic Mario soundtracks. And, and steel drums made it tropical. Oh, and it I was love, beautiful. So I love me a good steel drum. Yeah, it just sounds so awesome. I don't. I mean, I'm not particularly sure on all the instruments that they use, but it is just so rich and just so layered, and again, just fits with all the levels, and it's just amazing and so catchy. It, I love it. Yes, yeah, so it was really fantastic, and even the sound, just the the regular sound effects and Super Mario. Sunshine, getting away from just your basic Mario soundtrack or sound effects, the flood device and the water sounds; those were beautiful. Mario. <laughs> it was. It was just fun, you know. It, it wasn't the jellyfish. Yeah. Mario. <laughs> the Yeah, the monsters sounded pretty menacing. I would. I would say. Oh yeah. Just the sound of them. Like... I was always terrified when they had those weird piranha plant looking. The the. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I, I hated uh, like fighting the piranha plant boss, and you had to fill up Pee his mouth. Yeah, yeah, and you'd have to like oh. smash on his belly button, and yeah, it's just a lot of terrifying sounds. Oh yeah, one big thing I've uh, just remembered in Super Mario Sunshine compared to Super Mario sixty four, the voices were very different. You know, Peach. I, I feel like Peach's audio was a lot nicer than how it sounds in sixty four in that intro sequence. Oh yeah, one <clears> thing. <throat> I really hated it. I definitely prefer the 64 over Sunshine <laughs> I know what you're going to say, man. Bowser. Bowser. Oh. The uh. way he sounds in dialogue. Like, we're going to play a snippet in just a second. I just... I, I don't like the sound of his voice. It's cringy. It's like I'd rather prefer the sixty, the sixty-four. Well, I one. think, and I think they fully realize that because I don't think we've heard a Bowser voice since then, other than uh, some of the like gibberish talking in Mario Party. But they mainly stuck to the growling sounds, and I think that's what made Bowser so menacing in sixty-four versus Sunshine. It's just this cheesy voice acting was yeah. just so. 
it just didn't fit his character is really what it uh, boils down to. Right. Oh, definitely. And then I like how they like the way they've had it recently with like usually most of what he just says is like Mario. Yeah. And it's like, like I said, it works. More close to the growling type and I think Nintendo fully realized. Right. At least they didn't make him sound like King Koopa. <laughs> oh, God. Who, for those of you who don't know, is the same character, just by a different name, in the um, original Mario lore, uh, including... Junior! <laughs> <laughs> including the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. He just sounded weird. That is definitely entertaining. Yeah. That. All right. So, I think this would be a good time to move on to our gameplay mechanics... The biggest thing that people always are attracted to with a game, or detracted from, <laughs> yep. is the gameplay. How does the game play? You can have a game with an excellent story and little to no gameplay, and it's still debatable on whether it's good or not. Obviously, you know, we've got these games that are purely art pieces, like Journey and Flower, where it literally is just a pretty image to, that's barely interactive. And it's still, it makes money, it's popular, it's cool. But others, like, if you actually want, like, a good game, like a platformer, it's gotta have good gameplay. Mario. And Mario nailed it. 100%. On, oh, yeah. on both ends. Yeah. Uh, 64 and Sunshine. <laughs> Mario is just the parkour master. Yes. He's the best. Like, uh, in a 64, you know, they, inter they introduced the triple jump for the first time. And that was amazing. The triple jump, the it, long jump, you know. They felt so satisfying to pull off, and, and that's what's the best about the them. The backflip. The one thing I love, yeah, there's the backflip and then wall jumping. I love the idea oh, of wall yes. jumping. Oh my god, wall jumping was just a whole another thing of like platforming. It was like uh, Mario doing some Prince of Persia type shit. It was, it was awesome. I'm just going to say right now, has m the Mario franchise ever had a bad platformer? Because there have been bad games. Don't get me wrong, there have been bad games, but have they had a bad platformer? I feel like some people may or may not have judged, was it Super Mario 3? The one where you get to play as like Peach and Toad and Luigi? That's, that's, oh, that's, that's two. That's two. two. Okay. Right, I know like, you know, with it transferring from NES to like more modern consoles, they, they changed the numbers up around yeah, well, stuff. It's weird because that wasn't actually two super mario brothers 2 the lost levels was the real two right that was actually doki doki panic, panic. yep correct and then they just, just reskinned with yeah. mario stuff yeah. which i think it's uh but i definitely felt like the jumping and stuff in it was more off-putting <clears throat> for me because you know everything was a lot more floaty like a little too floaty it it was honestly because they they took the basic mario idea of a hor horizontal platformer and made it a vertical, vertical platformer, which was really off-putting, but it was still fun. And I think that's where most of the Mario characteristics come from anyways. I mean, the Luigi being the high jumper and Peach floating all come from that. But yes, the gameplay of Super Mario 64 was amazing. Mwah! <laughs> masterpiece. And I feel like they improved upon it a little bit with Sunshine. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, you know, with Sunshine, they incorporated the use of a really interesting tool. And I think that's where we should uh, talk about where we're a little bit different on. <clears throat> that was a lot of the reason why a lot of people didn't like Sunshine was because of this mechanic. A lot of people thought that uh, it ruined some of the platforming. So you can go ahead and talk about what the mechanic was. So yeah, you know, in the beginning of Super Mario Sunshine, uh, 
Mario ends up encountering this machine called Flood. It's like a, uh, it's an acronym for something. Uh, Flood, the flash liquidizer, flash liquidizer ultra dousing, dousing device. device. Or, you know, mouthful. because that's way too much of a mouthful. Everyone just says Flood. You know, he's basically this overpowered water hose essentially yeah, I, I, that's the best. he's I an intelligent water hose i couldn't explain it any other yeah, way that was basically a backpack on mario and it uh it's very interesting how it's used in the game because you know the first two nozzles that you start out with one is your basic hose nozzle where you like you direct it to a spray person shooter want. type of, i mean the yeah. best way i can yeah, explain it is like it's your gun you can shoot wherever you want and like clean to clean up. up areas and the second one which is very useful for the more of the uh, parkour aspect the platforming stuff the jet pack the hover nozzle as yes. it's called yeah. yes. uh, basically you know he spouts two nozzles behind Mario and he fl- he can float up in the air and hover for a short amount of time yeah, it's, it's really awesome yeah water jetpack it's awesome uh, and then uh, two of the nozzles that you can get later in the game are the uh, rocket nozzle, which is essentially the hover nozzle on crack, oh, where it's it, so shoots amazing you, it shoots you like dozens of feet in the air, like it's ridiculous. And then the turbo nozzle, which makes you run super fast. Yeah, and it's that's really nice for yeah, yeah, just running through the levels. Or just running into stuff. Like, oh, in yeah. general, that's also really <laughs> fun because, again, going back to the sound bits, just hearing like crash sounds and just oh, yeah. <laughs> running into everything is just hilarious on its own and like drew had said it's really where you get into the the whole flood mechanic that people started to lose interest because they saw a new 3d mario game and were really excited for hey another 3d mario platformer like 64 it's gonna be awesome and they didn't really expect to have this backpack that was the main gameplay mechanic Everyone I wanted mean, Yoshi to be back because in Super Mario 64, Yoshi's just kind of an Easter egg that you can discover at the end of the game. And it's like, you can't do anything with him. And uh, one of the things that I wanted to go back to on the backpack thing is a lot of people didn't, I don't think, fully realized that how much you really had to rely on using the backpack to get to certain heights. Uh, it was really built around the, the level design of it. Oh, yeah. But speaking of Yoshi, they do they do actually bring him into Sunshine as a rideable mount as compared to not just being an Easter egg in sixty four. Thank you. You know, you can actually ride him. Uh, he eats fruits whenever like you can feed him fruit and he'll spray out this juice stuff which uh, lets you clean up the, the weird thicker, like fattyish looking paint stuff, which I don't quite understand <laughs> that whole bit. But, hey, it works. Yeah. And there's other things that you can do. And uh, you can use Yoshi to create platforms. You know, he still has his flutter jump, which is nice. And, you know, he, like, he changes up the game a little more in that way. And there are also levels where you get your flood stolen. And it reverts to a 3D Mario platformer, just like Mario, Super Mario 64. And I feel like that kind of, not in a way fan service, but it was kind of a callback. In yeah, a way and... To... It works perfectly. Yeah, it plays just like Super Mario 64. Yeah. Yeah, because you had to parkour your way through this, uh, basically, this floating obstacle course in the sky or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. An alternate dimension or something. And you got to go through this whole thing. Because, like, normally they, they bring you through it once. That way you can, like, usually it's a collect seven red coins challenge or something or other. Maybe it's just a race to the end. But, you know, you can usually make it all right with Flood. But this time you have to go through that entire track again without Flood. So it brings up like, oh, you have to do this, but differently. And I also think that brings up uh, 
some difficulty because you're using this as like a reliance. And when they take it away, I think this sounds like a good... Uh, remove good, the crutch yeah, and the remove, falls. There yeah. you go, exactly. Yeah. And I think that adds uh, to the gameplay. And, uh, enhances we do not endorse stealing crutches from cripples, by the way. <laughs> wow. And, the, and then there was the sandbird. Don't even get me started on the same oh, bird. Oh, that is the hardest and most annoying level in the game. Oh, yeah. Basically, the sandbird level, you're literally on this floating amalgamation of sand blocks in the shape of a bird, and it rotates, so you can't just, like, chill on its wing while it's, like, gently flapping in the air. So you gotta, like, wiggle around. You gotta, and meanwhile, you have to collect the seven red coins that are scattered about in the sky as it's moving, and it's... Easily like the hardest level in the game. It's so annoying and it's, uh, it's cringing. Like you, you say the bird, the sand bird to anyone who's played the game, and you just see them all wince in pain. <laughs> like we all just did. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, why? But overall, going back to the overall idea of gameplay mechanics, the thing that so many people don't like is that they added so much new stuff. But I think that's what makes it so great. It's because it shows that Nintendo isn't just tied down to their same old stuff. They're actually willing to experiment and innovate, and they did it perfectly. A lot of people didn't like it. I did, and I thought how they incorporated it, throwing it into the level design, taking it away at certain times, and just letting you play with it in this sort of hub world of Delfino Plaza was amazing, and it worked perfectly. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that kind of even transfers over to uh, to Galaxy, which, in in my mind, kind of feels like it should have taken where Sunshine's place is, because uh, kind of feels like a step back. I mean, sure, the mechanics are a lot different, but it's essentially just Super Mario sixty four in space, and it kind of feels like a jump back to the platforming is kind of uh, similar in a way. And yeah, yeah. One of the reasons why I didn't like it as much. So. And uh, one big thing that I mentioned a while back with uh, some of the things that, like the variety of levels in the game, goes back goes into our us talking about gameplay and stuff because uh, back in the what was it Rico Harbor or something I was talking about with that one world where you know while in Super Mario sixty four most of it is like you know just parkour everywhere and do this and that and Collect there'll be like the, the occasional Bowser fight where you got to twirl him around on like while grabbing his tail and just throw him off the edge. In Sunshine, there are multiple different like bosses and such. Like in Rico Harbor, you start out fighting a blooper, the giant uh, squid thing that spews ink, and you have to like clean off the ink and basically pull his lips away from his face and slingshot him into the sky, killing him. And then uh, there's other levels where you know there are the you got to parkour around the whole place in order to get uh, this shine sprite or a hundred coins and whatever the hell it is yeah and then one of the popular ones that uh in rico harbor is the blooper races mm. so at some point you end up unlocking the level where there's a whole bunch of like smaller rideable bloopers that you can yeah. get on and you can race around and do this really cool stuff it's intense and it's really fun the, the purple one same yeah, each <laughs> each color has different stats like there's green yellow and like pinkish purple and like one of them is faster but has like less handling one of them has like better handling but isn't that fast and the other one i think it's kind of like balanced i always just pick the purple one <laughs> purple's and i was just color, like that you know? looks like a yeah. good color to go with and just kind of <laughs> didn't really take the stats thing into consideration yeah so we'll be right back with our next topic of story after this 
brief message from our sponsors. Welcome back to In Sequence with Patrick, Spin, and Drew. We need to get Hello. an actual advertiser, because that guy, I don't know what was up with that. He shouldn't have been here. Yeah, um, I think we kind of misbooked, and we ended <laughs> up getting the crackhead from down the street instead of the actual sponsor, so we should call our producer and get that figured out why do we even leave the we leave him alone in here anyway like that's, he got paid that's not too. smart he got paid yeah think about that he got paid. <laughs> Who, who's hiring people at management oh. dang we gotta we gotta contact our higher ups oh. any, anyway <laughs> why, why did they even hire us we don't have degrees or any sort of certification in what we're talking None about so hey we're gamers that's all we need this is true we can critically we're analyze video games yeah. because we I think we enough. yeah Definitely. I think Anyways, getting back into our discussion about Super Mario 64 and how it compares to Super Mario Sunshine, our next big topic is story. Uh. Yes. <laughs> story is one of the driving points behind games right up there with gameplay because people, they want something that plays really well and is fun, but they also want something that has an intriguing story. And that's probably the biggest thing where I think Super Mario Sunshine shines. Uh, if, uh, if, uh, if, uh, I oh, uh, <laughs> if I can interrupt real quick, if I can interrupt real quick, back back in the day of uh, like the really old video games, like the original Mario and all kinds of other stuff, they didn't really have a upfront story that they threw in your face. It was just kind of like hidden in the back, because you know, in the original Super Mario Brothers, you're running through this a variety of worlds. <laughs> And you defeat Bowser and get the princess. Yep. And it's like... Nailed it on the head. All right. You know, people didn't really strive for stories back then because, you know, we were just looking for, hey, this is cool entertainment. You know, we don't really... We don't care about a story or anything. It's, it's fun and that's all that matters. Plus, with memory limitations, you couldn't really fit all that much in a game. So you had to focus on the gameplay and give the gamers as much bang for their buck as you could give them. Because if you tried to incorporate this deep story, you're gonna take up all your space. Right, but now with the technology we have nowadays, games like flop all over the line between good gameplay and good story. And like, you know, they go from one or the other, or sometimes they're balanced, sometimes they're a little askew, but you know, it works. And I feel like with Super Mario Sunshine, they gave you more of a story than, say, 64. Well, yeah, because 64, it was pretty much just a rehash of all the previous games. Uh, run through the world, through save the, the princess, princess, defeat the Bowser. Defeat Bowser. Yeah, just in a big castle where you jump into paintings that symbolize the worlds versus going through warp pipes to different worlds. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, and Sunshine definitely stepped it up. I don't know if you want to <clears throat> take over with how it starts. Yeah, sure. Uh, Basically, the story, the starting story with Super Mario Sunshine, Mario, Peach, and Peach's top servant, Toadsworth, they are... Because I forgot his name. On an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> they are on an airplane uh, traveling to this island paradise thing called uh, Isle Delfino. Because they, they just want a well-needed vacation. And so they're all kind of chilling whenever they end up trying to get to the airstrip on Delfina Plaza. They end up discovering that not all is okay at the moment. Because when they land, there's all this weird, icky 
paint like goop that's just everywhere and people are trying to figure out what's going on and so mario the obviously hero that he is yeah everyone's like mario you're here save the investigate day investigate this <laughs> investigate this and so he runs around and this is whenever he collects flood for the first time and he like meets him and learns about him and then uh, he gets thrown in jail yeah mario is framed yes after cleaning up the goop on the airstrip police come and arrest mario and there's this whole court scene where they're talking about how like Mario's is a menace who has mucked up the entire island and taken away the shine sprites, which make the place so much brighter and shiny and beautiful. And for some reason, like no one believes that he was framed, even though like you know he just landed there for yeah. the first time. And also, the culprit who has the same shape as Mario is completely bluish chrome. Yeah, he's oh, yeah. like a weird warping blue chrome, and he has like a bandana thing. It's not at all like Mario. That's not what Mario looks like. Which, spoilers, it's been a, enough years, so <laughs> this is your spoiler warning if you really need it. It's baby Bowser. Bowser Jr. Bowser Jr. But, and Thank I think you. that's one of the more amazing things is that it, I think it threw everybody off. It, it was kind of one of those things like, hey, it's finally not the same culprit over and over and over. And it kind of gave like more characteristics towards Mario. The fact that not everybody was looking at, looking at him as a, as a hero, you know? Yeah. Now he's basically been put on community service. Yeah. So we got this like underdog story in a way. And then very shortly into the game, Peach does end up getting kidnapped after all. Yeah. So there is that. So it adds this multifaceted layer of motivation for Mario because a, he's forced to clean up this island because he was framed. B, he's the hero, so he's going to do it anyways yep. because he's a good person. And Luigi was cleaning up the mansion, so... Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> last Don't but not ask least, how, that, how that works. Last but not least, he's got to save the princess again, which it's just... And he has to clear his name. And clear oh, his yeah, name, yeah. Exactly. So you have all this motivation, whereas back in Super Mario 64, your motivation was save the princess, get cake. Because the princess promised him cake. Hey, you can't yeah. go wrong with cake. You can't cake go wrong with cake. But, you know, Mario Games is not known for having, like, the best story. But I would say in comparison from Sunshine to 64, it is a big step up overall. I'd like to say, like, this is j just my opinion. I feel like Sunshine probably has the most, like, interweaved story of all of these 3D Mario games. Because so far... Like, this is not including the spinoffs like the Paper Mario games or the Mario and Luigi RPG games. Because those, they have their own spinoff yeah. stories that are insane and amazing and I love them to death. But <laughs> when it comes to the regular old 3D Mario platformers, I personally feel like Sunshine has the best story. I, I, would, I would agree with you. With 64, yeah. Save the Princess, Get Cake. I mean, second is like in a long distance second, in my opinion, would be the Galaxy. Galaxy. I mean, yeah. it, Galaxy it did, basically... It did try to flip some things turn it on its head yep. yeah you know you just like save the galaxy from bowser who's kidnapped the princess and is trying to like take over the universe basically and restart it and whatever it's yeah. really weird also can i just mention that uh peach makes a career out of getting kidnapped and they're on vacation so she should be on vacation from getting kidnapped but she gets kidnapped anyways she's just hey, but it, but at first for, i would say for the like the first couple minutes you didn't yeah she hangs out in the fine plaza yeah, and she has fine. a good time yeah, she was chilling. It's not a big deal. Yeah. I mean, all in all, I want to say that, you know, Super Mario 60, uh, I mean, Super Mario Sunshine was a big improvement. And, and to prove that, I have like a note thing here that's that states some of it. So even though Super Mario Sunshine has smaller level designs, it is a longer game overall, not just with the story, but with all the little extras in it. It's 17 hours 
in total just to beat it uh, with like bare minimum star amount, whereas Super Mario 64 is only 14 hours long with, uh, with the massive amount of levels that it has. So I don't know if you guys want anything else to say, but I would definitely recommend playing Super Mario Sunshine if you have not played it. Love <laughs> it. I love the game. I, right. And nothing else to say um, other than that. Probably like the one last thing that we'd want to say before we finish this up is how does how do the two games stack with each other when it, in terms of replayability? Yeah, I mean they're both really replayable. Oh yeah. If you if you like the kind of game, you're gonna keep going back to it because right. it's it's Mario. Who doesn't love Mario? They both offer this feature that really lends itself to replayability, which is the fact that you go to levels through a Basically a portal. In mm -hmm. Super Mario 64, it's the painting. So you, you're in this castle hub world, and you're traversing it, and you can just go to any level you want through the paintings. And then with Super Mario Sunshine, you kind of warp through these... Sun through paint through bubbles. Paint yeah, bubbles, yeah. I don't know how to explain it. It's pretty much... It's graffiti. It's, it's, yeah, graf yeah, graffiti. That's what it, I would say. Yeah, it's graffiti, yeah, it's graffiti that when you spray, it turns into a portal for some reason. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, Magical paint. Particles. Yeah. 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 So you've got... With both games, you've got these hub worlds that you can traverse and sort of explore and discover these levels and then go in and do the levels. Super Mario Sunshine really goes a bit above and beyond, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, with that it has more depth to its levels because it offers a little bit more variety in what you're doing with Flood, taking away Flood, with the blooper races... Just the boss fights, all of these different things, whereas Super Mario 64 is a little bit more repetitive in its gameplay design. Collect the stars, collect the red coins. Do the same Bowser fight like three or four times in a row. Yeah, but that's not to say it's not replayable because it's so fun to just traverse those levels because it comes down to the level design, really. When we're talking about these games with the replayability, it's all about the level design and how the gameplay works with that. And it's just, with both games, it's so tremendously perfect because you've got these awesome levels that you just want to sit there and explore them for hours right right um and again i i think the reason is is we're very nostalgic towards super mario sunshine so it's i guess it's just up to you I also mean, another thing with replayability with the remake of 64 on the ds they incorporate new mechanics with uh new characters that you're able to play luigi wario and yoshi as well as your good old mario and they kind of change up the level, the original levels, ever so slightly, just so that way, like, you, they incorporate these new mechanics with the new characters in them. Because the characters all have different gameplay mechanics. Yeah. Because Wario is heavier, Luigi can do his little kick jump. And he's Jesus, he can walk on water. Yeah. Yoshi's, for a short amount of time. Yoshi can do his hover. His flutter kick, and yeah. he can eat enemies and stuff. But, yeah. Both are, both are replayable. It yeah. just, uh... Just really depends, like when you played them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and if you had the ability to play them again. Exactly. Because those old N sixty four games, they're getting expensive now and rare. Emulators. Woo! Emulators. We, we, we do not endorse piracy. Piracy. However, emulators are technically legal if you still own the original cartridge of the game which you can get the rom from that's how i usually do it anyway it's like yeah. I'll, I'll only pirate a game if it's one that i either currently own or at least used to own i've put money into it i do that with music as well yeah same yeah yeah but right, other than that just, no pirating <laughs> like don't we're just, we're just talking about all the crimes we're committing right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i just uh just got whispered from my uh my lawyer here, uh, we need to end this before we say anything else that <laughs> might in indemnify us. So, 
for our final opinions of the games. These are both fantastic games. 10 out of 10s. 100%. Yep. Yeah. We, we realize that we've given a lot of praise towards Sunshine. It may seem, we're, may seem like we're kind of biased towards Sunshine over 64. But we're not saying 64 is a bad game whatsoever. No, we're just saying that they took what 64 had, its and essence, and built upon it and made it so much more oh. intriguing and unique. And they're both great games I to play. Back. I just already want to play it again. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, this was In Sequence. I'm Drew. I'm Patrick. And I'm Spin. And stay tuned for next episode where we talk about... Video games! <laughs> Boy! Yeah, we'll come up with a different pair of games and we'll talk about them then. We're so, not good with the schedule. Uh, until so. then, see you next time! Bye! Bye-bye.